the podcast very few have asked for. The place where you'll get the truth, if you can stay awake long enough. Yes, you've got it. It's sad sex. Yep. Hi there, folks. Snag says. Podcast 17. Hi, folks. It's been a while since we've spoken. I think it's been quite some time. Uh, the last one, of course, was the big crash. And this one's, uh, well, not the big crash. Uh, where are we? It's April. Christ's sake, it's, a, it's bloody April. Um, feels like only five minutes ago that I was uh, making excuses for how to get out of uh, New Year's Eve parties. But there you go. It's April. They reckon as you get older, it goes faster. I think there's a, there's some truth in that. But uh, I don't want to become one of those old buggers that whinges about stuff like that. So I won't. Uh, I trust you're all well. Hope everybody's good and fit and well and ready for winter and all that shite. Uh, life's continuing on its merry dance here at Ocean Grove. We're all having a absolutely wonderful time. All's good. Spencey's in Melbourne, Gussie's still here, and uh, Team Leach Racing continues as it always has. What are we going to talk about tonight? We've got a bunch of stuff to talk about tonight. We've got Snag Bullet. I know it's always a favourite, Snag Bullet. Everybody loves it. As soon as I leave it out, there's mail at snagsays at gmail.com. It's inundated with requests. What happened to Snag Bullet? Well, it's back. So don't worry, snag bullets there. We're going to have overrated and underrated. Yeah, don't tell me you need that explained. All right. It's, we talk about things that are overrated and things that are underrated. That's what we do. You with me? Uh, further to that, we've got we've had some letters at uh, snag says at gmail dot com. Lots of letters at uh, dear snag says to, uh, asking me to solve certain problems and. Uh, look into different uh, socio-economic situations that people are suffering. And of course, uh, I'm, I'm only too happy to do that. And uh, everybody knows that uh, I am uh, the font of all wisdom and uh, modest as well. So we'll be looking into uh, all those letters. And hopefully you'll, uh, you might learn something out of that. And if you're having any marital problems or uh, rubber goods or any, uh, anything's not quite right... Uh, that you, you know, work, boss is giving you a hard time, you know, knocking in a parking spot, um, anal's still out of the question, whatever's happening at home, uh, any, you know, from the mundane to the uh, magnificent, I'm happy to solve those problems, so get on to, uh, get on the email at snagsays at gmail.com and, uh, you know, I'll fix your life, really. So there's the, all of that. That's probably how where we're going to run tonight. I'm just having. I've actually done a run sheet tonight. Now, the, I've probably become a bit more professional because when you you know when you are a finalist of uh, for host of the year at the Australian Podcast Awards, you know you probably got to step it up a little bit. And uh, oh, oh, I'm glad you asked. Yes, it's true. Snag says is a finalist for host of the year at the 2018 Podcast Awards. Don't get too carried away. Um, given that I had to pay to enter. So (laughs) I was a little, that's interesting to start with. So that would have cut out 90% of everybody, I would have guessed. And, uh, but there we go. Look, what the hell, uh, we're in there, so we'll have a go. It's a nod on the piss. Um, I've already made some room in the glove box for the, uh, obviously the huge trophy that will accompany the, uh, the coveted award. And uh, I moved a few things on the mantelpiece. I've moved the bubble-headed Mick Doohan that's there. And also the sheep that's made from Barrier Reef Coral. That's, uh, I moved that to the left a little bit. So I don't know how big it is or, you know, how much it'll change my career. I mean, money hasn't changed me. I was only saying to the butler this morning, uh, you know, I haven't changed a bit, have I, Jeeves? A bit to the left, please, mate. No, well, we we will attend those awards and we'll see what happens. So it's a bit of fun. Um, and I'm happy to have been 
uh, in the finals. But as I say, who knows? There might have been three people who entered. So uh, we just don't know. It doesn't really matter. As long as they've got decent piss, that's all I care about. Probably all you should care about as well. Now, uh, first thing I wanted to talk about was uh, rehab. Now, I'm in rehab. You've got to be careful how you say that because uh, people think that you're a drug addict or, you know, you're waking up with the delirium tremens every five minutes because that's that's the first thing people think of because of the celebrity uh, way we live now. Of course, everything's to do with the celebrity and celebrities and rehab go hand in hand, don't they? Well, they didn't really go hand in hand for what was the, the uh, young Jewish lass with the tattoos? What was her name? Rehab? Amy Winehouse, of course. That's always been, struck me as a little bit of a, uh, you know, bit sad that her last name was Winehouse too, wasn't it? I mean, she's, you couldn't, uh, you couldn't make that up, could you? Yes, so she didn't go to rehab, but... I have been going to rehab now. It is the type of rehab for people that have had an accident. And uh, for those that didn't know, I had an accident in December and smashed myself up to bits. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm not going to bore you shitless with all that again, but um, I'm on my way back and I go to rehab, which has all sorts of funny things and fun. I have social workers and psychotherapists and this therapist and that therapist and scrotum realigners. And there's, you get every single thing you can think of. It is quite good. And one of the things is hydrotherapy. Now, for those that don't know hydrotherapy, it's all there in the title, I guess, uh, you get in a pool. Well, of course, it's a bit uh, it's a bit cocoon-like for poor old Snaggy. Uh, I sort of stagger down into the pool and uh, Gladys is there. Uh, hopefully she's not doing lunges because um, I get in that pool and I instantly halve the uh, average age. And Gladys is... Uh, well, let's, it's fair to say, oh, how do you, I don't want to be rude, she's a nice woman, but varicose comes to mind. And uh, I'm sure in the 20s or 30s that uh, as she, you know, sashayed along Mentone uh, concourse there, she probably cut a fine figure. But, uh, you know, those days are gone. Uh, you know, I've trained off a bit. Gravity, gravity's had its way with me to some extent. So... If she's doing lunges and I happen to be in the middle of burpees, it's not good. But I do enjoy the hydrotherapy. It's nice. You know, you get in the pool and, uh, you know, exercise. And, and I do actually enjoy it. Even if I do feel like a bit of a spaz and, uh, you know, I, it's uh, you know like Cocoon. You know, I, I keep waiting for the aliens to pop out. And Cocoon comes to mind every time I'm in there. But, uh, yeah, rehab. So I'm not, I'm not on the piss. It's not that type of rehab. It's uh, it's all about um, an accident and uh, recovering. Okay, let's jump into Snag Bullet. We've spoken about it. Let's jump straight into it. Now, I don't know about you. I've tried to be a bit more mellow subsequent of this accident, and I've tried to do different things to live in the moment and a bit of mindfulness and a bit more effort in regard to making uh, life easier for people around me and not being such an asshole. So I've really made that effort. And uh, I have to say, life's been a little bit easier because of it and there have been some wins and some losses, but mainly wins in that I'm just a little bit more relaxed. Uh, uh, and uh, from time to time, someone tests that. So I'm giving Snag Bullet this time too. You ready? The woman on the number 55 bus from Ocean Grove to Geelong. Now, she knows who she is. I don't. Now, when I get onto public transport, we all have our ways and means. We have shared spaces. Everyone has to share space from time to time. Contextually, we share this planet. And in certain circumstances... There are, what should I say, etiquettes and manners that carry us through that circumstance that are particular to that circumstance, unique to that circumstance, and they allow it to happen with a minimum of a fuss. 
one of those for mine is that you, when you are on public transport, and I'm sure from time to time our listeners, you know, find themselves on a metro or a big rail or a Queensland rail or whatever it is, Northern Territory fucking omnibus, from time to time across the wide brown land that we find ourselves. And for our North American friends, perhaps we could say Amtrak, because I know we do have some... Hello to my North American listeners. Love you. Hate Trump. Hope you fucking get rid of him. Anyway, back to... uh, Where were we? Australian... Public transport. So I get on the bus, and the reason I get on the bus is sometimes I have to pick up a test bike or drop one back, and I find myself uh, sans transport. And I live 130 k's or whatever it is out of Melbourne. So you can forget your Uber and your, uh, as again for our North American friends, our Lyft or uh, anything else, really. There's the, uh, the train and then the bus. So it's a, it's a fucking full exercise to go into town, but that's all right, because I actually enjoy it. There's a good people watching on public transport, I'm sure we'll all agree. But I think people have got to keep to themselves, you see? Okay, there's the niceties and the courtesies of the day. Good morning. Uh, show respect uh, for people in general is uh, not a bad way to go, and I think most people do. It's only the odd fuckwit. Um, the male rats in Geelong and ice heads... Uh, in Corio, um, some spoilt uh, rich kids, um, some grotty poor ones, uh, some fucking grumpy old blokes, some entitled women, some people like me who are just over the world. So, yeah, there are. There's a smattering of people in there that don't do the right thing. This woman, fuck me, very well quaffed. Uh, neatly dressed, quite decently spoken without a plum in her voice. Well, I get on the bus, and it's clear she's been on the phone to her. What I've gathered is her daughter. From uh, prior to me getting on, clearly. Because the conversation is in deep throes. And we talk about just about everything. Uh, And it's one of those conversations that they don't have a point to them. They just continue rolling into different subjects as though you're having a beer at the pub with a friend. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, he's doing very well. You know her brother? Well, he used... To, yes, they used to live in 56. Well, he's now a doctor who's... Oh, yes, darling. Yes, I heard. Yes. And when is that? Johnny's graduation. Yeah, I'll be there, of course. No, John can't come. Now, it goes on and fucking on. And that trip is an hour. Well... I got a full hour. So I thought, this is really testing me. It wasn't testing me half as hard as it was as this old guy who was seated more closely to her, who was giving her the stink eye of stink eyes for the whole trip, but she didn't grab that because, I mean, if you're the type of person that's going to be on the phone for a fucking hour, um, clearly everybody's getting this half of the conversation. Uh, you're probably not picking up on the subtleties of the stink eye of, from uh, elderly Stan from Smith's Woodyard at the back of Moorlap. Probably missed her. So as she got up to leave, I thought, don't be an asshole, Greg. Please just shut up and ignore it. Please ignore it. You know, please You know, you, you look at yourself. You know, you're sitting next to yourself saying, don't revert to type. Don't do the shitty thing that, is the normal way you would behave. Overcome it. Be better. Well, that failed. I tried that for a while, but that didn't work. So as she left, I said, uh, be sure to uh, give my best to Jennifer. And she turned around and said, what? And I said, your daughter. I feel like I fucking know her. Well, there was titters in the uh, bus. I think there was some applause. Even the bus driver was happy with that. But that is snag bullet. If you get on the train or the bus, by all means, a phone rings. I mean, I'm not a turd. Your phone rings. You might have to pick it up and say, oh, yes, uh, hello. Okay, I'll be there at 4.30. No worries. I'm on the bus. I'm on the train. Now's not a good time to have a chat, but uh, I'll ring you back or let's make our arrangements. No, not uh, this woman. 
but the ongoing conversation. So that snag bullet, I could have shot her there and then, but I still, I still got to overcome. I wanted to be like everybody else on that bus who was just as pissed off but didn't say anything. I want to be that person, and I'm working hard towards it. So uh, fear not. But if she gets on again, Finnegan, I'm going to pull her backwards through the little window in the bus because uh, I'm just over that. So a snag bullet that um, Gladys Kravis in the bloody bus. Uh, what else did I want to talk to us about? Oh, yes. Uh, Australian comedy. Now, I'm not the world's funniest bloke. You know, I'm scratching out a living, you know, writing for a magazine and you know, the podcast that no one listens to. So I, I can't speak. But, you know, there's a few panel shows on the television, you know, on the idiot box, uh, Australian comedy people. And, you know, and you have your, uh, I'm in the bush, get me out of here. I'm fucking half known, uh, get me out of here. What is it? I'm a celebrity. Get me out with, with little Julia and uh, the good-looking veterinarian. Although I do like the I do like uh, the veterinarian. I think he's funny, and I don't mind Julia now. I think she's found her niche, um, being a glam slut type of look that works well. Um, but she's quite funny, and uh, I, I find him quite charming. So that's all. That works for me. Anyway, what was I talking about? Uh, yeah, Australian comedy. It seems to me we have like eight comedians. There's about eight of them. And they're, you know, most of them have got the morning or afternoon radio slot. Uh, Coco, Shito, Limo, Dicko and uh, Chrissy. And as you're coming down the southeastern freeway or any, probably any major freeway in any state of uh, Australia and probably the same in LA. So once again, hang in with us, North Americans. Uh showing the FM stations with these uh, morning uh, hosts. But we've got like about eight of them. Uh, they, they've, all got, uh, they've all got a nickname. You call them by their last name and you put a Y or an O on the end. So it's Husey, Limo and Coco and Davo and Shitlips. Um, is, uh, is that where comedy is in Australia? Australia? Is that, is that where we are? You know, we don't seem to be turning up a great deal of, I don't know, new stuff. Um, yeah, well, there's, there's a couple of young blokes. Um, it seems to me home, homosexuality helps if you want to get on in the in the uh, in the um, uh, comedy game. And uh, everyone knows I'm not anti any bloody thing. It's just uh, I don't care, and it can't be the main shtick of your show. So please don't come on and say I'm gay. Let's laugh about that for half an hour because it's not funny. It really isn't funny. It's just what you are. That's fine. If I walk out and said I'm straight, it's probably not going to get too many laughs. So we're going to move on from that. And I'm really concerned for Australian comedy. I, I listen to a lot of podcasts from the US and I know I go on about all this stuff, but there is thousands yeah, uh, of very funny uh, cutting type of uh, humorists over there and over here you can't say anything i mean if uh, some of the podcasts i listen to if we said a tenth of what they say in regard to their lack of political correctness and where they'll go with their comedy uh you'd be on the front page of the newspaper seriously so you know we've got this great idea that we're the mad larrikins and we, we do everything for a laugh and good on you mate but it's all bullshit we're very very cloistered and uh, our our comedians, they're trying hard and they're doing a good job and they're funnier than me. Um, no doubt about that. All that. So calm down, Husey. Don't send me a, you know, nasty note. Don't throw your phone away or anything. Um, yeah, Australian comedy. You know, the same eight people. There's, what's his name? I can turn over the t- channel and see there's, he's on another panel that's there again. Or she. Yeah, you watch it next time if this doesn't give you the flicker of recognition that they say is important in podcasting, if I've got to push you towards it. So Australian comedy <laughs> needs to improve. I don't know how that happens, whether there's venues, whether people will go and see comedy. I know there's the Melbourne Comedy Festival works and there's lots of funny stuff there, but uh, I just don't see any further avenues from there. So the people, that, probably the people exist. Um, I'm not saying they don't exist. 
I'm not saying they're not there. I'm saying I'm not saying they're not trying. I'm not saying the young are not funny. Uh, but it appears like that. So uh, snag says at gmail.com. Tell me what's wrong. Make me laugh. Because fuck, I don't laugh at the minute. Um, you know, Will Anderson and, and Eddie Maguire. Whew, that is a schnorfest right there. And the other bloke, I can't remember his name, good ordinary ruckman from Footscray. So, uh, yeah, comedy's got some work to do. There's no two ways about that. Uh, I was just going to talk on this one's probably a bit esoteric. I won't bother with that. I was going to talk about shared spaces, but let's talk about that next time. I think it's probably time for overrated, underrated. Uh, Now, as I said before, I shouldn't have to explain this. We talk about things that are overrated and underrated. And uh, the first of which, overrated, spas. Spa baths. Now, I'm going to upset a few people there because I know people that have got them. And people are going to hear this and go, well, where's he's fucking rude. He turned up with his bloody... Uh, speedos he's and uh, happily got into the shallow end of the uh, bubble bath when we were asked last time that's true but I didn't enjoy it I was just being nice I fucking hate them now and I'll tell you why I don't like them the spa right now the indoor spa shared with friends is too close to me all of a sudden because I know you I'm actually sharing a bath with you inside a little uncomfortable it's not sexy time it's not supposed to be but you're you're in your smalls i'm in my smalls and we're carrying on a normal conversation as the bubbles go around it's that's it, an odd context for me and if you have champagne or whatever which it seems to go hand in hand and i don't mind a champagne i love a champagne but when you have it in the spa i tend to get a headache it's sort of and the champagne glass never empties. You don't notice that? Just the champagne gets weaker. So it's there's all this bubbling going on. You're trying to pretend like you're talking to somebody just about normal stuff, about the price of uh, pegs at uh, Safeway, and you're in your smalls, and you're looking at his missus in her smalls. And you might not be having a good day down south, and you're wondering about that. You know, there's good, goods and bad days, more bad days than good in mine. Did I shave? How's my Warwick Farms? Have I got a bit of a tan on? Um, I hope I squeezed that pimple this morning. Oh, my God. Did I? I can't remember. This is all as we're discussing things. So that's your indoor spa. That doesn't work for me. Your outdoor spa. Now, it's not so intimate. So I get that, you know, you can jump in there with, uh, with people that are at the second level of familiarity. But they're usually outside... And it's fucking cold. The spa's not cold, but getting in and getting out's cold. So you're freezing your fucking nuts off and get, getting in. Uh, you have your same, your same issues with your champagne, refilling every five minutes but getting weaker. You don't know if everybody's tidied up subsequent of, uh, you know, their uh, ablutions. So, you, you know, what... what Detritus might be actually floating around the pool. It's sort of human soup. You know, there's bits and pieces and you don't know what's going on. So if you actually, you know, if you happen to get a floaty in your champagne, don't drink it. So I, I And the other thing is they're, they're usually too hot for me, particularly if you've got um, uh, a varying... Uh, attitudes towards heat people tend to go to the high side because they don't want to freeze anyone well I'm in there I'm fucking hard boiling you know sweat's coming off me I've got a headache my champagne's over full I'm embarrassed I can't wait to get out of the fucking thing cannot wait and I reckon I'm not on my Pat Malone I reckon if you think long and hard about it um, you haven't had that many bloody successful spas have you now we all know a successful spa oh that's another thing Fun and games and shenanigans, that's overrated in a spa too. I'll just leave you with this. Water is not a lubricant. Anyone that falls for the old trap of uh, of thinking that uh, 
you know, push coming to shove in the amorous area is a good idea in the spa. Uh, it's not. Not in my, you know. I mean, I'm no maestro, maestro with the love baton. Everybody knows that. Uh, just a journeyman in there, in the uh, carnal stakes. But I can't see it. I just can't see it. And uh, if you just go uh, carry through life with uh, one of the uh, snag tips that uh, water is not a lubricant, you'll probably be all right. Now, I'll tell you what's over... Uh, sorry, they're overrated. That's overrated, the spas. I hope I said overrated. Underrated saunas. Love a sauna. Something gross about a sauna. Now, I don't like a nude sauna. I don't do that. But normally when you have a sauna, you're having it with strangers. I'm good with that because if I don't know you, I don't give a shit. I mean, I'm never going to see you again. Who cares? I don't want the nude one because I just don't want it. Who wants a nude? I mean, there's parts of you that should remain private. And there's certainly parts of me. But I do love getting in there and putting too much water on the coals and seeing how much I can take. It's like, it's, it's a, te- a test of Spartan strength. Uh, and you love seeing someone off. You think someone's come in and you think, I'll fucking see you off, George. I've been in here longer. Uh, and you'll be, I'm not going before you do. And you can melt a few people. It's beautiful. And when you do come out and throw yourself into the shock pool or the uh, shower, Subsequent of uh, of your spa, not your spa, your bloody sauna, you feel me and bucks, you're all prickly and tingly. I love it. I think it's fantastic. And and it's another one of uh, the inventions of our fabulous Scandinavian friends. And they just don't do anything wrong, do they? When is the last time you heard about a Scandinavian fucking anything up? Just doesn't happen. So, uh, spas, uh, saunas, yep. Now, what have I got written here? Oh, yes. Overrated. And fucking people are just going for this, like, it's going out of fashion. I wish it would go out of fashion. Twin cab utes. Yeah, oh, look at me. I've got a Rodeo. I've got a Colorado. I've got a Ranger. I've got a Navarra. I've got a Hilux. I've got a Mitsubishi Triton. And I trundle off down my fucking street and uh, every now and then I put something in the back there and I go to the tip. And the kids sit in the back with this, their backs as straight as dies because uh, those rear seats, I don't give a shit what anyone tells you, they're uncomfortable. They drive like trucks. Everyone says, oh, they handle like a car. Well, get a car. Y- you want something that handles like a car and you're going to pay 80 grand for it. Good work. Oh, it's got four-wheel drive. Yeah, because you're always winching yourself up fucking the uh, morning uh, drop-the-kids-off run, aren't you? They drive horrible. I don't care what anybody says. Horribly, I should say. I know they do. They wobble around on their suspension. Oh, fantastic. It's just like a car. Tell me what use, unless you're a tradie and a regular tradie, is the twin cab ute, other than you look pretty good to the neighbours. You feel like you're driving a truck. You feel like you've, you're a little bit more than the sum of your parts, aren't you? Because look at me, I drive a big, noisy, expensive, gas-guzzling piece of shit. Tyres cost me 600 bucks a corner, that doesn't matter. Look at me, I'm an urban warrior. No, you're not. You're a knob. Underrated. Station wagons. Station wagons, they drive like a car. There you go. I could buy a better station wagon than just about any twin cab ute for half the price. And it's a better car. And if I throw something in the back of it, it's got security. That's great. What can you put in the back of a twin cab ute that people can't put their hand across and take? Oh, no, I've got a bloody thing that slides and it shuts, it locks, it's a wild track. It's fucking wild track, mate. Yeah, so what's the use of that? So you've got a foot and a half of uh, space underneath a lockable sliding cover. No. And station wagons. Who makes a good station wagon now? Now, we used to be known for station wagons or, you know, for the estate car. No, can't buy a decent station wagon now. Not decent size. So, you know, you, you can get them, but they're mid-sized. So... 
twin cab utes, get off yourself. And station wagons, give me a bloody EB Falcon wagon all day. And I'll go, I'll go anywhere you can without getting stuff knocked off out of the back of my car, without using anywhere near the fuel, without it costing me anywhere near as much in rubber. And I can sleep in it if I need to. So I'm making sense. If anyone, uh, any of you, uh, GMH or GMH, <laughs> for the kids at home, we used to have an industry here. Um, yeah, anyone's interested, I'm, I'm available. Pretty cheap. About 85 an hour. Uh, what's this? Uh, what's Now, the third uh, overrated. I reckon being a team player is overrated. And you'll hear it everywhere you go. Oh, he's not a team player. Oh, we need a team player. Be good if she was a team player. We need to be team players. If we were team players, this would work. Work as a team. There's no I in team. Team, team, team. Tommy, what brilliant piece of art or mechanical wonder or beauty was ever designed by a committee? give you a little, little time to think about that everything that was ever wonderful in this planet was designed created made manipulated by an individual no matter what so yes there's room for team players when you're cleaning something or you need uh, you know there's a menial task that needs doing nothing better join the rotary club you can be a team player there now, i've never been a team player and uh, I hope never to be one because team player, to me, says mediocrity. So that's going to cause a bit of trouble, isn't it? But if people are telling you that you're too much of an individual or you shouldn't be doing things out on your own or you're, you know, you're, you're, you're too set in your own ways, tell them to get rooted and press on because I think a solo operator gets going flat out will get more done. Of course, there's certain things that that doesn't work in. And there's certain areas where I can be a team player. When there's a bloody uh, working bee at the local uh, kindergarten, I'm more than happy to be a team player. But, as I say, nothing wonderful was ever designed by a committee. So, as far as I'm concerned, team player, that's fine. If you're playing a team sport, be a team player. If you want to achieve something great... Go on your own. That's controversial, isn't it? That'll cause a bit of trouble. You're already arguing about that, aren't you? Hopefully in the in the dual cab ute. I've caused a bit of problem on the way home. Someone will be walking. But, uh, yeah, that. Now, something else I wanted to talk about there. Uh, just struck me, you know, context and, and placement of people. I guess we all do this to some extent, but, you know, when you go out and you, you watch people. And uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe this is nutty. But it might uh, it might ring a bell with you. It just seems strange. You know, people go go to a place, and that's the four walls they need to be in for that while. Like you go to a bar, and you know you'll have a drink for a while, and you'll stand in that four walls. And for that little while, that four walls is the right place to be. But after a little while, it becomes the wrong place to be. And you need to be within four other walls. And that might be work, or that might be, I need to go back home. And in the lounge, I'm in the lounge now. I'm in those four walls. And that's where I need to be, and I'm going to sit there for a while. Then I'm going to go to my bedroom, and that's the four walls I'll be in. You sort of get what I'm talking about? And... and it only lasts a little while before it becomes inappropriate. But it's appropriate for a while. Four walls. Which four walls do I have to be in? And, you know, away we go and we follow that religiously. What's a good example? You know, like um, protocol. You go to a barbecue, you stand up. If you went to a restaurant and stood up, people would think you're weird. And you would feel weird. It's like um, girls wear bikinis on the beach. Now, most bikinis just look the same size as undies. And they walk along the beach fine, and we all just act like it's normal. Yet if they were in their Reg Grundies, they'd be tittering and covering up. 
And blokes walking around in, not so much blokes, I suppose, because guys wear shorts, don't they? But yeah, it's the context and placement. I want you to think about that and discuss. Maybe it's just me, but just wondering, you know, what's appropriate for that particular point in time. And that if we observe those protocols, we're doing the right thing. Don't go outside them, though, because that's not quite right. I'm not quite sure about it, you know? Like you could walk into a... What's a good example? You walk into, I don't know, a park and you kick a footy. Well, that makes sense. You walk into a car park and kick a footy, people think you're crazy. You know, you, you do what normal people do. Anyway, that was just a thought. It probably makes no sense, and that really sounds like I'm losing my marbles, but context, placement, and uh, geographical situation and behaviours. I watch it all the time. Anyway. Uh, look, and another thing I wanted to talk about. Now, I like music. We all like music. I mean, what a broad thing to say, I like music. Who doesn't like music? But There's something that makes me feel a bit uncomfortable. And it's... Uh, the face maestro musicians make when they're playing their instrument. You know that the pianist that is over animated? The face is going making pulling all sorts of squints using all four hundred and seventy two muscles and after a while you're not listening to the ivories. You know, you're just watching the face. It's jumping about, it's it's animated. It's pained, it's happy, it's light, it's solemn. Um, and the guitarist that does it, John May is a good example. Now, he plays a reasonable guitar, John May. Bores me shitless, but there's no doubt that guy plays a good guitar. But his face, while he plays, I can't listen. The, the contortions and movements and ticks that are going on as he plays just... It makes me feel a bit crook, actually. So I see it a lot, you know, guitarists and stuff. They pull on all these faces and stuff. And the other thing that shits me a bit about that is I think musicians, I reckon they know more about life than I do. In fact, I'm sure of it. And they're hiding something. What are you bloody musicians up to? You clearly understand your instrument. You talk a language I can't. You know, I just I think they're better than me. And yet another group that are better than me. It's like the people when you get up early, you know, when you normally don't, you look at your Facebook and the the green dots of the people that are up. It's just a list of people that are better than you. And uh, I feel like they know something too, early risers. You know, they're up, they're fit. Oh, it's the best part of the day. And I take the dog for a walk and there's kookaburras. And oh, I see people I know and... You know, I don't do it so much now, but I used to get home when they were going out for a jog. I remember falling out of a taxi one time after an all-night bender and bumping my head and a bloke up the street was jogging and he looked at me and I thought, he, as I fell out of the cabin, I'm sure he thought to himself, this, this is why I jog. This is why I do this. Have a look at this poor bastard. But yeah, I just feel like musicians, they know more about it. They're, they're philosophers. They're smarter than me. So they can get rooted because they make me feel uncomfortable. They're just a couple of the thoughts and, uh, yeah, probably nonsensical, but not my job to keep you entertained. You're hardly bloody looking after me, are you? Not buying T-shirts. I'm not selling stickers. Not much going on. Anyway, uh, and it's time for uh, everyone's favourite uh, mails in. It's time for Dear Snag. There's a letter in your mailbox. Now I've got a couple of letters today come in. I've, I've sifted through, sifted? Sieved. Sifted. I've sifted through the multitude of letters that have come into the uh, the box and uh, picked out a couple of that I think are important. I've just got to move the light because I can't see. You get old, that's nothing getting old you can't see. You, there's a lot of things you don't want to see. Um, anyway, uh, where are we? Dear Snag says, this is from, where are we? 
Where are we? Uh, Jim from Marupna. Now, Marupna, that's a fruit-growing district up near Shepparton. I know Marupna. Chased a young girl up there once and didn't do any good. Anyway, uh, Dear Snag says, uh, I am a grammar Nazi. You wouldn't reckon you'd get a grammar Nazi in Marupna, would you? Comes as a bit of a surprise. Uh, I'm a grammar Nazi. It's so bad that if someone spells especially poorly on Facebook or in, or Instagram, or Facebook I suppose he means, I unfriend them. Yeah, Jim, fair enough. I note that punctuation particularly has become generally poor among many. Is grammar important to you or am I just getting grumpy? Hmm. Oh, no, I don't think you are getting grumpy, Jim. I, I, I'm Look, it's an evolving thing, language. It will change, um, hashtag and all that sort of stuff. It already is changing. Punctuation has definitely been changed. And it, it, it always has changed. And people are getting carried away about uh, the fact that the young and, and uh, particularly digital media has changed uh, the manner in which we communicate in the written form. It also has changed the way we speak. You won't hear footpath. You'll only hear sidewalk. I don't really give a shit because as long as I can understand it, I'm all right. Um, I understand that you were uncomfortable with it and I was uncomfortable with it for a long time. But I have subsequently thought, well, it, it is an evolving thing and you're throwing marshmallows at the town hall, mate, cracking the shits about stuff like that. Uh, so I'm all right with it. Um, I do value someone who can write, spell, makes an effort to uh, correctly uh, enunciate what they're trying to say uh, in a written form, but I don't really give a shit. I'm too tired. Jim, you're in Marupna. You've got bigger things to worry about. I think the unemployment rate's about 30% up there, isn't it? So you're either a rich boss or unemployed. So stop worrying about the grammar and uh, get down to Centrelink. Good on you, Jim. Ah, Mo Molly from Malulaba. Oh, you're kidding. That's taking the piss, isn't it? Molly? Molly from Malulaba. Seriously. All right, Molly. Okay. Dear Snag says, my kids want pet mice. I don't. Your thoughts? <laughs> Succinct. Molly? Must have been laying on the beach there and uh, just took put pen to paper as uh, the afternoon tide came in. My kids want pet mice. I don't. Your thoughts? Pet mice is are probably the dumbest thing you could possibly ever get. Now, I, I don't mind mice. There's a lot of people go, oh, mice are dirty things. They're actually not dirtier than anything else. And they're quite uh, mischievous and fun. You know, they're, they're active. It's not like your snail. But two things with mice. They breed like rabbits. So if you've got a male and a female in uh, the same cage area or whatever you like to call it, you're going to have fucking thousands of them in five minutes. Number two, they uh, urinate. Now, whether they're marking or whatever, I don't know what they're doing when they urinate, but they urinate and it stinks. And uh, look, no one's a fan of that, are they? Let's be honest. Um, no, I wouldn't be getting mice. Although I do think it's important for kids to have a pet. So have you got other pets, Molly, from all bar? What else have you got up there? Have you got a cat or a dog? Or or is this the kid's first uh, foray into pet ownership? Who knows? So these are questions that, you know, I, if you were here, Molly, I'd ask you. But I don't know. Look, generally no smelly fucking things. Who needs them? Tell the kids to, uh, mind you, it gets them off, you know, I don't know. They've got to feed something. But my experience is they, uh, we didn't get any weird pets when uh, my kids were growing up because I think there's a few fads. I think your, uh, your stick insect and your crab. Uh, we might have to go at crabs. I can't remember. I doubt it. I'm a trad guy. Your dog, your cat. 
Um, I'm not happy with birds because I feel like they always want to fly. You know, like they're in a box, they're in a cage. I, I know that I might be wrong. They might be more than happy there. I don't know. Not for me. So not mice. And the rat sitting on the unemployed person's shoulder in the mall, that doesn't make sense to me either. I want to buy them a bar of soap and neck the rat. So, uh, no, Molly. And I hope it's nice up there in Mulba. Beautiful part of the world, Sunshine Coast. I, I could have lived there, I reckon. Very nice. If only Queensland had something to do with culture and a decent coffee, I'd shift there. But unfortunately, it all looks like uh, a set from uh, a Truman Show, doesn't it? Unfortunately, most of Queensland. So uh, there you go. I've disenfranchised fucking a quarter of the country. Anyway, uh, where this one's from Louis from Yapoon. That's in Queensland, isn't it? Yapoon. I've been to Yapoon. Beautiful sandy beaches there. Um, beautiful spot, Yapoon. Hot, hot. So uh, there's Queensland. I love Queensland. Uh, Dear Snag says, love the show. Good on you, mate. Thanks, Louis. It's the first person that's fucking bothered to tell me they love the show. You know, I go to great lengths, you know, put, you know, 45 minutes into this. Uh, And all the preparation, another 10 minutes preparation. Anyway, thanks, Louis. My dilemma. I know you are a committed motorcyclist. I am a committed motorcyclist. Thanks, Louis. So I hope you can help. I recently lent my second bike... Oh, I see you've got two bikes, fair enough. Honda CB400, not a bad little bike, utilitarian thing, folks, for the people that are not au fait, but, um, you know, not wonderful, but a, a good second bike, Louis, so I get that. Uh, I lend it to my mate. He's been a friend for a long time, so I did it happily, which in his case... Oh, sorry. Uh, he's writing, shocking writing. Uh... While in his care, the bike was stolen uh, from his front yard. Jeez. Mm, uncomfortable, Louis. Very uncomfortable. I understand that shit happens. This is Louis speaking, not me. But I do understand that shit happens as well. Uh, but he is steadfastly refusing to pay for the bike in any way. I reckon he's liable, but he says it's just bad luck. What do you reckon? Am I on the right tram? Oh, that's one of my sayings. You've been listening, Louis. Good man. Um, it's really driving a wedge between us. Can you help? Louis from Yapoon. Oh, geez. This is a really tricky one, Louis. I know that uh, there's two trains of thought on this. I think if it was me borrowing your CB400 and it got stolen, I would pay for it. And I think most of our listeners would say the same thing. I just think it's the right thing. It's you know it got lost in my care. Certainly, certainly make some effort to at least uh, you know contribute, if not pay the whole lot. Somehow, make it right. That said, I know that there's some people that say, well, if you borrow something, you you know, um, the person who's given it to you is given it to you happily. Uh, in good spirits and in good faith, and if something happens, well, that's their shit, not yours. And some people will think that way, and I understand that. That at its heart has very good morality and ethical considerations on behalf of the person doing the lending or doing... I always get mixed up with lending and borrowing. The person that's supplying the item for use by someone else, that shows real integrity and strength of character from that person. And I understand that someone might want to hold to that, say, well, shit happens. Um, you know, say la vie, I, I lent you the motorbike uh, and therefore I assume any responsibility for anything that happened because I chose to lend you that bike. I know uh, that some people hold to that. And, you know, part of me thinks, well, that's a very strong and human position but really, how can this bloke, uh, you know, you've got to, he's got to pay, I reckon. So you need to go over there and, you know, um, murder his pet mice, um, let the tyres down on his dual cab ute, 
um, piss in his spa, I would be letting him know that, no, it's not on. Now, whether you go so far as to for legal action for that, that's another thing again. Clearly, you guys are probably highly unlikely to ever be friends again, Louis. And one thing that I will say, you can CB400, depending on the year, uh, look, it's probably worth four grand. So that's how much uh, your friend values your friendship at. Because he's willing to lose the friendship for four grand. Now, I would think that any strong friendship's worth a lot more than $4,000. So he's willing to forego that friendship. And I reckon even if he came good now, there'd be a bad taste, wouldn't there? You'd think, oh, I had to bloody badger him and I had to drive him mad to get that money. So, no, I think that uh, even if you let bygones be bygones, your friendship's finished. Which is a great shame, isn't it? Some people say, what's the old saying? Never never a borrower nor lender be. But, I mean, someone wants to borrow something off you and you've got one. Of course you lend it to somebody. I mean, I can't think of anything I wouldn't lend to somebody uh, if they needed it. I mean, it's only a thing, isn't it? At the end of the day, it's not. It's it's a thing. It's it's. You know, people that get all protective of this stuff. Oh, you know, it's been more time fucking shining it than using it. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, they put us all in a box and in a hole. They don't throw your whippersnipper in with you, do you? If someone needs to borrow something, we should all be lending them stuff. In fact, we could bring the whole damn capitalist system down that relies on us going to Bunnings and spending hundred and two hundred and three hundred to have our own implements. If every street had five implements and we all weighed in, that would work. But that'd mean we'd have to get along, we'd have to talk to each other, and I wouldn't like that either. But yeah, people that won't lend things to people, they give me the shits. And people that don't pay for stuff they break or lose or, in this case, get stolen, well, they're turds as well. So, Louis, you have thrown me a curly one, and I've been serious about it. I would be giving your mate the flick. Fuck the money. Hopefully he comes good. But I would be having the conversation that says, let's call him George. I've given him a gender. Well, you gave him a gender, so it is a male, isn't it? George, uh, in my view, you are somewhat liable, but I am not prepared to go to war. But know this. uh, A curse on you and your firstborn and forevermore. And our friendship finishes. Now, he's if he's the sort of bloke that's not going to pay for the motorbike in the first place, he's just going to say, I don't care, he's got, I've got out light. But if he is that sort of bloke, he's a pain in the ass anyway. So he's, fuck him. Um, yeah. But don't let it stop you lending things to other people because that is an anomaly. I wouldn't think that that would be normal behaviour for most people. I think George is just a turd. And you're a reasonable bloke, Louis, and you can hold your head high. You're the sort of person that comes to someone's help. Someone needs a motorcycle and you lend it to them. So you're a good bloke. That's worth more than four grand all day. I really appreciate that letter. That's a good letter. That's a serious letter. See, everybody? That's a, I think we've helped him, don't you? And what do you guys think? Would you take the same view? Snag says at gmail.com. Send me a letter in. Let's talk about that further. What do you reckon? Um, I know that, uh, yeah, it gets very complex. I know that uh, lending things does get complex, but I think we should all do it. We really should all do it. Okay, what else have we got for the rest of tonight? Uh, I see the Saints, 73-73 with GWS tonight. Jesus Christ. But anyway, they had a dip. I was happy with that. Um, and yes, we've got the uh, we've got the uh, awards coming up shortly. Hopefully, uh, keep an eye on that. So we may uh, we may take home a gong. What do you think? I mean, we've done our bit, haven't we? Uh, just shows the state of podcasting is in its infancy over here. Very much so when you compare it to America. I mean, if I can be up for host of the year, there must be uh, it must be in its infancy. Uh, but we're in on the ground floor. And uh, we, we've we started something, and we've got some listeners, you know. We've got a bit of a community there. 
and it's great. I mean, the fact that I get to rab- rabbit on and, you know, some people listen and uh, either like it or dislike it or argue with it or it's a good thing. Uh, and, and look, general radio is a bit rooted because of it. We can say what we like. We're anarchic. The government will try and harness uh, podcasters. But it's not happening uh, anytime soon. It hasn't worked in America. And this is the beauty of digital media, isn't it? You know, people, people are having a say. And the government hates it. doesn't know how to tax it. Uh, it worries about uh, people having group opinion now. It's fantastic. And anyone that says that digital media is no good and social media is no good, yes, it has its inherent problems. Yes, I agree. There are areas where it's invasive and annoying. But I think it's fabulous. I think it's given people the right to speak to each other. And it, it's upset the status quo. And the status quo needs upsetting. We should be arguing every day with everything they've got to say because they're bullshit artists. It's all bullshit. They're all having a land. Don't go and spend all your money at the shops if you don't want to. Don't Do what you want to do. Anyway, don't want to sermonise. Should have been funnier at this point. I got a gag. Airline food's come a long way. How's that going? Is that funny? Uh, I'm working on my house. I'm going to put another floor on, but that's another story. Yeah, all right. Okay, I'm going. Um, lots of love. Thanks for listening. Um, Louis from Yapoon, get rid of your idiot mate. Don't buy a bloody twin cab ute. Fuck's sake. Jesus Christ. And remember, two things. Number one, water is not a lubricant. Number two, don't let the bastards get to you. Lots of love. Speak soon. Bye.